previously in the Brotherverse. You're in a very large hallway. The door on the left says storeroom. There's a bunch of jars full of liquid. One says invisibility in quotation marks. <laughs> okay, let's go in the elixir shop. Excuse me, I wasn't expecting anybody to be coming in this early. And he presses an intercom. I need backup at the elixir shop. So you clubbed him in the head twice, and he goes down. Well, we have a little bit of invisibility. Let's take this quick. We don't have time. You start shrinking down. Eventually, you're like two and a half inches tall. Right. We quickly run into a nearby hiding place. A mouse hole, perhaps? There's a small mouse that's wearing a little tunic. I slip on my ring of animal speech. My god, you speak the mouse tongue. My name is Miles. My king would be fascinated to meet you. Yeah, we found a much more interesting story down here. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question now that we're down with this mouse man uh, mm-hmm. about my animal speech ring. I yeah. don't remember the parameters we set on it. Is it that I can just use speak with animals like once a day? I think it's three times. Here, let me, okay. um, I can actually check my campaign notes. Because I guess it lasts uh, 10 minutes each time I use it if we're going by the actual spell. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which means... We're going to be kind of out well, of luck soon after. <laughs> yeah. I guess. All right, let's. Ten see minutes here. is a pretty long time, isn't it? Pretty it long. It is a pretty long time. So it is once a day. All right, boys, we got ten <laughs> minutes. <laughs> wow. Well, let's go straight to uh, mouse school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd spend three years there. Maybe yeah. six months. It's fully immersive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make a mouse to human speech Rosetta Stone, physical stone, and then. <laughs> yeah. Able to. yeah. Uh, so you guys have a Since, history of inciting entrepreneurship, so this might just be the latest in uh, businesses that's sort of created <laughs> from your need yeah, quick. <laughs> or presence. Yenry, yeah. spend the next 10 minutes making a guide yeah. to English, well, to common. Well, you know how to speak it. <laughs> <laughs> to write down all my knowledge on a piece of paper so I can just yeah. read off of it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so Miles is currently with you. And he uh, he's just walking in front of me. He turns around. And he's like, "So, travelers, where where are you coming from? Are you are you here for the festival of light? Did you say?" Yes, exactly. We uh, we were actually looking for some some friends of ours who came here to to do some research on some some uh, gangsters, some seedy dudes who were here at the festival. But they they went missing. They've gone. Their communication has gone completely cold. So some some seedy dudes are their pockets filled with seeds. Sorry, uh, I guess euphemisms aren't necessarily the same in mice and human language, but... <laughs> seeds uh, no, are very they're... precious to us. These seedy <laughs> men seem like they would be of great value to us. Oh, uh, well, no, probably not. No, they're kind of evil dudes. Uh, they're Ah. Yeah, they sort of deal in uh, underhanded uh, deals <laughs> and <laughs> making some technology that they might be using to try to hurt people. Or under pod, if that makes more sense to you. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, although I know it, Puff can't actually speak to him. Yeah. But, uh, Puff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this is going to be a lot of me and Oric just like, be like, what? Yeah. Yenry, mm-hmm. uh, can you ask him if he speaks common or if there's any sort of like, if they have translator devices that they can make with the crystals or something? Or draconic? I know draconic. <laughs> I don't Miles. know Draconic. <laughs> I know do you, Orc. Do they speak yeah. Orc? <laughs> do you speak any other languages? Or or do you have any way to translate to, to common or to any other language that we might speak? There is a, a mage that I know in town. He might be able to help us. If you're speaking to me by magical means, which it sounds like you might be, then maybe he can help us to continue that spell or, or concoct us something where we can continue to, to communicate with each other. Oh yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yes, I, I, uh, this is magic that's allowing me to speak with you, and I only got about ten minutes before it runs out. So, well, then we must make haste. He's All like right. quickly to my hover car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. 
So you, you guys don't hear are, him, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I oh, said guys, okay he, to nothing. <laughs> he's just said hover car. <laughs> Unless what? my mouse is a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. That was somehow lost in yeah. translation. <laughs> he either said hover car or hearse. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you better figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys walk with him around the corner and um, you're just walking past some like wooden beams that are like the supports of the walls and you walk around and you suddenly see this area that's illuminated in light and it's like this wooden and metal contraption that's glowing blue all over and you see this like electricity coming out from the bottom. It seems to be levitating like just a, a little bit off the ground and Miles said, Quickly, if you get in my hovercar here, I can take you to the Mouse Kingdom, to the mage, and we can continue our conversation there. Wonderful. Let's do it. Oh, sorry, before we do, can I inspect the vial of quote-unquote invisibility that we have? Can I do like an arcana check or anything on it to see if I recognize what this is and like maybe how long it's going to last? Are you are you proficient in arcana? Uh, No. Are any of you proficient in Arcana? I don't know what that means, so probably not. Yeah. <laughs> or where would that where would that be? It's on your stat sheet. Oh, I have I have a four. I am I am proficient. Okay, since you're you're proficient, I'll let you roll with it. Uh, okay. because you would be the most likely to know how something like that would interact with a person. So I put my hands over it and I'm like, hmm, like a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a nineteen. Okay. So you um you look at it and you've um in your training to be a, a a sorcerer what little you've done you've you've come across some potions and things and uh like shrinking potions specifically and you know that it lasts about two hours. Oh, oh. guys, we got plenty of time. We got two hours. Oh, great. Oh, can I also deduce whether? Well, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there's uh. the whole thing of like whether. Whether we just stay small, <laughs> you know. But oh, if we, if we take more or yeah. shrink more, yeah. I'm guessing yeah. that the the DM will probably be kind to us in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys drank random amounts and all shrunk to be about the same size. So. That's a fine yeah. point. <laughs> oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yep, got plenty of time. IV. So you guys uh, go and uh, Miles. Miles's car here is more like a like a, a levitating pickup truck. Like he has uh, like a bed in the back that's filled with all this like random junk, like paper clips and like other small metal and wood pieces that would be like discarded by normal people. Uh, so he says, "Sorry for the mess. I've been out here uh, collecting supplies. As you see, I'm uh, I'm an inventor here and an, a bit of an explorer myself. I love to go around the city and and pick up strange things that those above us have discarded. Um, so we can ride back to my lab quickly. the The mage lives just a couple of houses down. Okay, fantastic. Hop, hop in the wagon. <laughs> Get in, boys. We are off." And so you guys climb into the back with all of his junk, and it, um, you see him get in the front, and he, like, puts his hands on, like, two joysticks, and you see kind of an electrical pulse, like, go through his body, and he's, the thing levitates up a little bit farther, and you guys rush off, and you're, like, kind of in, like, a Star Wars speeder where he's, like, driving it and going really fast around corners and stuff. And um, you get to an area where there's you see some bright light, and you guys basically exit the building you're at, and you're suddenly on the street and there's tons of people and he's weaving in and out of the people's feet and in the distance you see a little storm grate uh, with some bars on it and he's like, hold on, we're about to get vertical and he rushes into the storm grate and the thing basically like hoves the curve and so you guys are now driving straight down the wall that's inside of the storm grate and the car is like hugging the wall um, it appears like the electrical energy is kind of like reaching out and you see it permeating the brick wall around you. So he drives down the wall for a little bit and then you guys hit a basically river of sewage and water and the thing levels itself out and you start speeding down there. It's like the Mouse Kingdom basically exists in the, the underground world beneath a vanguard. It's like a lot of our streets are the, the sewer systems that have existed but we have... Uh, a large cave that exists um, closer to the inside of the mountain where most of our city lies. He's like, we'll be there in just a few minutes. 
And so he keeps rushing and you're basically just tearing through the sewer system and you see stuff like floating in there. And you eventually, like the sewer system goes from being like nice bricks and walls to just like carved out of caves. And there's just like an underground river now. And you guys cruise along that for a while. And then you see like a blue light at the end of this tunnel. And as you break the plane into the light, you see before you this giant glowing city. Well, what looks giant to you, um, <laughs> since you're super small. And um, it looks like the Blade Runner city. It's just all these tall towers that are all glowing with blue lights. You see a bunch of commotion in front of you. There's mice running everywhere. There's more of these like hovering cars and bikes. And you see like food carts being rolled around that are hovering as well. And he uh, pulls up to the side of the river next to all this commotion and then drives up a ramp onto the main land. And he continues hovering through the streets, avoiding the people. And uh, you eventually get to a small house that has like all of this junk sitting in front of it. It's kind of like on the outskirts of town. And he stops his car and says, all right, boys, welcome to my lab. This is where I, I do most of my inventing and where I sleep and live. Um, I'm just going to leave the car here. If you'll follow me, we'll walk down the street to the mage's house. And so uh, you guys all get out and you walk down the street a little bit and he opens, he knocks on a door that looks like uh, it's more like wooden and simple than like techno, like everything else. And uh, you hear a voice from the other side. Who is it? And uh, he, he's like, it's me, Miles. It's like, I have a, I have a very interesting thing for you to see. And the guy goes, okay, well... I guess come in then. And he uh, opens the door and you see a very old mouse sitting there and he has a long white beard and he's holding like a wooden staff. And um, he says like, by God, it's like, what have you brought here? This looks like no mouse folk I have ever seen. Hi there. My God. And he speaks the mouse tongue. And he yeah. looks very quickly back and forth between <laughs> Yenry and Miles. He's like, yes, I thought that you would find that interesting. Yeah. So I, yeah, I can speak it for now. My name's Yenry. This is Puffin Orc. They can't speak mouse. Um, wow. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> You're gonna fault them. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying. Excuse it's my It's all friend. about the intonation, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I have this ring here. That is allowing me to speak with you for now, but I, I, it's only for a limited time. Uh, Miles here thought that you might be able to help us in some way make this more permanent, where maybe we could continue to speak with you? I see, I see. So you, you've, you have the magical means of speaking with us. I believe that I could concoct some potion of, of animal-human or animal-being speech uh, in my workshop here. I've, I've done something similar before. May I, may I see your ring, sir? Y- yeah, yeah, okay. I take it off and give it to him. Thank you. And excuse me, where are my manners? My name is Mouselin. I will I will try to help you out as much as I can. Can I still understand him when I take the ring off? You <laughs> <laughs> take it off, oh, yeah. Mouselin. Probably just, squeak, not. Squeak, 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 squeak. You do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he like looks at the ring and he's like, oh, right. And he puts it back on your finger and he's like, my name is Mouselin. Oh, thank you. I didn't catch any of that. So we're gonna have our communications gonna go dark here for just a few minutes as I whip this up. Okay. Are you guys familiar with charades? (laughs) (laughs) Two squeaks. (laughs) First squeak is yes. Sounds like squeak squeak. (laughs) (laughs) So he Um. uh, walks into his house, and you see, like I said, it's very simple. He has like a cauldron. Uh, sitting above a fire that's boiling and he has like this wall of jars that hold these like different liquids so he goes over and he um puts the ring on the table and you see his hands move over it and his eyes are closed as if he's trying to like discover its hidden meaning or something like that uh and after a little bit of that he he takes another cauldron out and he starts pulling a bunch of jars and things off of the wall and starts pouring them in and little puffs of smoke come out and you see him like go over to Yenry, takes a like plucks your pink hair and he takes like a hair from each of you and he looks at Puff and he realizes that there's no hair on you. So he just like puts his finger on you and takes some like slime. And then <laughs> oh, he takes one of one of his hairs too and he uh puts it all in the jar and you see this big puff of smoke come out. 
and he uh, mixes it around for a little bit and then takes a couple glasses and pours it in and just squeaks at you. He's like, squeak, 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 and holds the, the glasses up to you. Like, if this doesn't work, I'm sure it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> He's gumming up the potion. Could you, could you have made mine without the puff slime? But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Down right, the hatch. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Cheers, All right. boys. Cheers. Yeah. So you... Uh, glug, glug, glug. You, uh, you drink down the potion and... Uh, you hear like squeaking as they're like talking to you and all of a sudden it starts to morph into common speech and you guys can all understand the uh the mice. Whoa. Hey, am I squeaking right now? Am I squeaking? Hey. It's good to hear your voice in the mouse tongue or the common tongue. I'm not sure. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> It's like I saw I'm sorry for not letting you know beforehand that I needed a sample of each of yours DNA to to get the concoction right. So that's yeah, why that's I had okay. to grab your hairs. That's I'm a privacy sorry. violation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't click yes. Except yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for how you had to extract mine. That probably wasn't pleasant. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's like I deal with a lot of strange ingredients in this lab. How long does this last? He's like, this should last a few hours. I'm not sure. I haven't created it before. Okay. Like, Miles, what, what is your plan with these with these beings? And uh, Miles answers like, well, I, I, I think I'm going to bring them to the king. I think that they would be most interested to, to meet beings from above. It might be a little strange. You, might, you must see that most people here aren't big fans of the, of the Sky Watchers. Most of them feel like they have basically relegated us to a life beneath the ground and that they are dangerous and harmful beings but i see the good in you and i i think that this could be a start to a more lasting friendship with the world above to the mouse kingdom below yeah that'd be cool yeah we'll be those ambassadors (laughs) i guess perfect i appreciate your your enthusiasm (laughs) yeah growing up on the streets i always had quite an appreciation for the mice so this is a uh, coming oh, full circle for me. I have a pet mouth. Tuft the magic mouse, but he's probably too small now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> that would have come in handy earlier. <laughs> we could have had a whole man. I could have rode Tuft and done How does all kinds of fun work? things. <laughs> could yeah, you now be a miniature mouse? mouse? Mm-hmm. I I don't tell them about that because I feel like that won't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> Enslavement. Yeah, small. He's just like ah, he's been stuck in his pocket for years. <laughs> Save me. Tough, not now. <laughs> oh, that is very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I don't say anything about it though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. uh Miles like bows at the mage and says, I, I thank you. It's like we, we must be going now. I don't want to waste any time before we meet the king. And the mage just bows back and says, Good luck, Miles. May your quest be one worthy of binding our two worlds. We must bring peace. We must bring peace. And so Miles walks out the door and ushers you out. And uh, you walk back down the street to his lab. And he's like, is before before we go though, could you please just help me unload my truck into my house? I wouldn't want anything to be stolen here. And he starts grabbing a bunch of just random junk from the back of his car, and he opens up his door and heads inside. Of course. And I start grabbing stuff. Yeah, I'll grab a big paper clip. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got back there? It's a bunch of random like techno gear, okay. like metal and nails and wood and I'll yeah. Grab a handful. Mm-hmm. Techno gear. Nails Techno and gear. woods. Gear. <laughs> Seems like the best way to describe it. <laughs> Probably some gears in there. Mm-hmm. Techno gears. So you guys you guys walk into the lab and you see there's just like junk everywhere, but there's some like things that look more put together. You see like um like something that's like six inches tall. So you guys are like two or three and it looks like a little um like robot that a person and or mouse could go into. And there's all these other things that seem to be like glowing blue and like there's like a 
Tesla coil in the corner that's shooting out like lightning and stuff. So he's got this little like crystal lab set up in front of you. So like a person could go into like a mouse sized mech suit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whoa. What? <laughs> I want that. <laughs> <laughs> what is he planning? <laughs> yeah, what what is... are we planning? What are we what are we doing? I I've stopped asking questions. It's like waging a war based on that mech suit. Yeah. Miles, what what is this contraption over here? This suit of armor? Ah, yes. Well, the, the Mouse Kingdom is very interesting, you see, where we subsist mainly on scavenging. So we rely on going up to the above world and getting food and supplies and other things and bring them down here. This actually, this, this time of year... What you may be calling the Festival of Light, we, we call the, the bringing of goods, where it seems like suddenly the city of Vanguard is just overrun by people who have gone crazy, more or less. There's loud music <laughs> and all of these interesting things happen that don't normally happen, but basically the piles of trash and gear basically pile up in the city and we're able to go and replenish our stores of food and other things for the coming year. So I've, I've, we've been all just running around trying to get as much stuff as we can from the world above during, during the bringing of goods. Hmm. And so this... I have a question. Um, would you by chance have anything that looks like this? And I pull out one of the key cards. Have you found any of these lying around? Oh, Lord. How did you get one of those? I've only seen one of those in my entire life. It's, uh, really? It's in the throne room, actually. Oh. You have one. Oh. This looks strangely like the backing of the throne that the king sits on. Oh. Well, do you Good think there's know. any chance that we could, in exchange for our help, acquire that? I am not sure that the throne would be something that the king, I feel like, would be very devastated to part with. But you may inquire when we meet him. Okay. Yes, this is very interesting. And just to continue, uh, I feel like I never truly answered your question, Yenri. The mech suit here is to basically ride in and increase our strength so we can more easily get goods from the above world. Ah, that makes sense. This all makes me think that I should be paying a lot more attention to the ground because I feel like I should have noticed tiny mech suits and hover cars while I've been walking around, but somehow not. There's a lot of lights up there. Yeah. Apparently, most people don't. We are very quick and very secretive. Yeah, and most of us are pretty dumb, so it, it checks out. Mm, or drunk. Or at least, yes, you may or at least be right. observant. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you guys put everything in in the uh, the house there, and he he says like, so are you? Do you have any more questions for me, or or would you be ready to go see the king at the palace? Um, maybe just a quick uh, uh, manners lesson in in mouse. What should we expect when we enter the throne room? How should we address the king? So before we go in, I would say it it appears that you already have hooded cloaks. I would maybe keep those on and keep your hoods up because like I said the people down here are not too kind to the idea of sky watchers and even though you're much smaller than them I think people would be surprised so in terms of mana just please always address the king by his full name king nib nib <laughs> nib nib <laughs> nib nib king nib 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 like other than that, the pleasantries can include bowing to him and thanking him for letting you appear in his presence. Okay. Are we putting you in danger by uh, you taking us to the king? He uh, he kind of stands there silently for a moment, and he uh, says, "Like my ideas of trying to make good with the Sky Watchers is not a popular one, but I think that the." prosperity and survival of our kingdom does depend on forming a better relationship with the world above. It is an unpopular opinion and one that the king does not necessarily agree with. So I'm hoping by bringing actual travelers from the above world to his presence that it might change his mind 
in how we interact with the world above. Maybe we can decrease the hostility between our two worlds. Man, we have such a bad track record of destroying cities. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> do that, that here. <laughs> <laughs> we got Fjord. We got the city of Dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's also placing a lot of stake in us that we might be able to, to speak for everyone above ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people tend to do that to us. Yeah. <laughs> we must have very trustworthy phases. Yeah, yeah that's got to be it. <laughs> All right. Well, then onward to the king, to King Nib-Nib. It's like, yes, onward indeed. Are there any, like, hand symbols we should avoid? Like, is thumbs up okay down here? (laughs) No pointing. (laughs) No (laughs) pointing. Yeah. Always point with an open paw. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They don't have a poseable. (laughs) (laughs) Don't rub your thumbs in our faces. (laughs) (laughs) But literally, just don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay all right so he uh he walks outside and he says you can get in the back of my my car again please and and please like i said please keep your hoods up mm-hmm. and so he uh he lets he ushers you all into the back of his car again and he gets in the front and you guys take off through the streets and like i said it's really like bustling there's cars everywhere and you see a lot of trucks like his like his size and even bigger that are just hauling all this like food scraps and like metal and other things just all around the city. It seems like everybody's just running around constantly and just moving gear around. Um, And so you pass by a bunch of like smaller houses for a while and you see a lot of street vendors and things. And eventually you come up to an area where it's a very large open plaza and there's um, like a giant statue in the middle of of a large mouse that's holding like a giant blue crystal um that's glowing blue and he's like looking up to it and he has like a book in his other hand and you guys like circumnavigate this statue and on the other side is like a large glowing palace and it kind of looks like um like the emerald city sort of from wizard of oz where it's like all these like blue crystals and metal beams that are reaching up towards the sky and but by sky i mean top of a cave and like the cave the cave that you guys in it's like it the ceiling is probably like 15 20 feet tall um but you guys it's hard to tell because you guys are like two inches tall so it seems very very big in this cavern to you guys uh so you guys roll up to the uh the palace doors and miles um gets out of his car and knocks and he says i want to speak with the king please this is miles the inventor and uh the door opens and you hear like some soft speaking between Miles and the uh, person on the other side. And eventually the doors open, these large double doors, and Miles gets back in his car and drives in. And you're basically driving along like uh, this large corridor that's all crystals. And there's all these statues, white statues of mice that are on the either side. And some of them look like warriors and some of them look like scholars or scientists. And... Um, this goes on for quite a while as you're just running along this sort of like carpet on the bottom. There's this dark blue carpet that you're running across. And um, at the very end of the carpet, you see this large blue wall in front of you that's kind of like stained glass made out of all these multicolored things. And at the very bottom, there's a large throne and an old mouse sitting on it. And uh, you guys pull up and there's these guard mice surrounding the throne. And sure enough, you... When you look at the throne, you can see that the entire back looks like a key card. And uh, Miles pulls up to the front and he gets out and he says, King Nib-Nib, Lord of the Underground, Breaker of Seeds, and first of his name and ruler of Mouse Kingdom, I bring you gifts from above. And Miles bows at the king and he says, I have brought you three tiny Skywatchers that I hope that you can speak to and realize that the only future path of Mouse Kingdom is to unite with the kingdom above. And he bows at uh, the king, and the king just stands up and says, Who do you bring to my presence? And he looks at you guys. I step down and pull down my hood dramatically to reveal my non-mouse face, and then <laughs> kneel and say, Your Highness, King Nib-Nib, I am Yenri." 
the Sky Watcher. It is uh, an honor to be in your presence, sir. My God! You are a Skywatcher? How is this possible, Miles? And Miles looks up, he's like, I, I, I know not how they became so small, but a mage helped me to have them understand the mouse tongues so we can communicate with them. They, they say that they came from Vanguard. From Vanguard? How dare you bring a Skywatcher into my presence? You know our relationship with the Skywatchers. Yenri, you there. What makes you think that you are worthy of being in the presence of King Nib-Nib? Sir, uh, we, we mean you no offense by coming here. Uh, we, it was sort of by mistake that we encountered Miles, but we agree with his idea that the Skywatchers and the Mouse people should be friends. And, and oh, do you now? You think <laughs> that we should be friends? After years of relegation to the underground world, you, the Skywatchers, walking around, trashing the Earth, destroying the above world, what makes you think that we could be friends? But, sir, d do not the mouse people benefit from that trash? <laughs> this time... We, we have no choice but to subsist on your trash. If we were in the above world, we could make our own resources. But nothing grows down here. We barely live down here. But nay, we can't go to the top world because we would get smushed by big feet. <laughs> I apologize for those. That is not a choice. <laughs> Sorry, King Nib Nib. I have not introduced myself. Uh, I am Orc, uh, but you can call me Luke Skywatcher. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and and this is our uh third partner friend our here pet. our pet <laughs> i'm the third one my name is puff and i'm only a size six just so you know <laughs> not so big we are we are new to the city of vanguard uh so we are only just learning of the the people above ground, the sky watchers here in this realm, in this city, and your mouse kingdom here, which might I say is is quite beautiful. Uh and we've only just recently learned your tongue, which I think may be part of the problem between you and the Sky Watchers. We don't have a means of communication. Uh but now that we can speak to you, we'd like to uh try to find a peaceful route forward. Now, what benefit would you have with making peace with the Mouse Kingdom? Well, it Why seems would like you, you have some to? amazing technology down here. I mean, these hover cars and mech suits, we have we've not seen anything like that on the above world. So you wish to use us for our advancements? We wish to use each other to advance both societies. Hmm. I wouldn't say use, I would say you know, uh, coexist and, and create and live yeah. together. Mutually benefit. Exactly. And how would you say that we, the small ones, would be able to exist with your large and formidable bodies up above the earth? Well, that's something we could figure out, but one thing that comes to mind is your mech suits. If you had our large bodies to help create larger scale suits you could become our size and live with us hmm interesting the size of our technology is fairly limited by our size what say you of this miles and miles uh just looks and is like sir i feel like we've had this conversation before where the mech suits are are purely for scavenging to create something large scale like that could pose a danger with our relations. I know your stance on the the weaponization of my mech suits. And he's like, quiet! And he the, the <laughs> king like silences him as he, he talks about the weaponization. He's like, no, no. He's like, he, he knows not of what he speaks. He's like, but it is interesting that maybe we could harness the power of the above world 
beings to help us create larger technology. And he he looks around uh, a little bit. And he's like, I would be willing to talk with the Sky Watchers above about this. Okay. We and could, don't misunderstand you... us. We we do not want to help you create weapons. Uh, but we do know a couple people up here. Uh, Grim comes to mind. And what's-his-face from the desert, guys? I don't remember that guy's name. But... We might know a few people who could help you build out this technology on a much larger scale. Very interesting. The it's Duke like, of Fantasia. That was the Duke the of one. Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> Said I would have to talk with my advisors with this. Our long-standing war with the world above makes this difficult to find palatable for me. It's like, but if we could create some larger technology, maybe we could take the city by force. Whoa. Well, Our city? <laughs> have you tried talking to them? It's like, we have tried interacting with these beings for millennia, but all they know is destruction. And I find the only way to fight destruction is with better destruction. This? Oh, you're speaking my language there. <laughs> see? See, the larger one understands me, Miles. Yeah. And Miles just looks at Orc and he shakes his head a little bit and he, he bows back down. It's like, could you, to make this better, maybe it's worth finding a means of communication with the above world. At some point, could you set that up? Yeah, sure. Yeah. If we can borrow uh, Mouselin, he, he made it possible for us. We could put you in touch with the leader of the Skywatchers. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> like, how do I have my word that once we, once you leave here that you will not go back and tell them of our below-ground kingdom and potentially create a, a hazardous situation for us? We'll leave, uh, we'll leave Puff. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Collateral salamander. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? I don't know. <laughs> you can't no, we'll... leave Puff behind. <laughs> I do have a different plan. What's your I plan? Say, I say to them, sidebar, sidebar? <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> uh... So we're going to bring them to the leader of the Skywatchers. Mm-hmm. We could pull a whole hoodwink situation and, you know, disguise self as the leader of the Skywatchers. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what our plan is right now, though, because he just said if we help them, they're going to destroy Vanguard. Yeah, yeah that's not great. <laughs> um, I don't even know who we would put him in touch with other than, I mean, yeah, Grim or the Duke, but they, they want to exist with the people of Vanguard. How about that info mm-hmm. guy? The guy at the info desk. <laughs> Ken he's, pretty, he's, he's pretty Ken agreeable. <laughs> Ken's pretty chipper. <laughs> you put him in touch with the Salamander Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should pull a whole uh, goofy movie ending and have the mice come out and perform with Salamander Man, and everybody will love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do a like song, and, song and dance number with the mice and Salamander. <laughs> yeah, and everyone will realize that mice, mice are cool. We're all great. <laughs> King Nib Nib, do you jam? <laughs> it's like, do I jam? <laughs> I know not that, what this means. Miles, I have we're... no idea what that means. <laughs> We're still sidebarring. Uh, we also need to get that key card. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of thinking that we should just have the goal be to get the key card and then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fight our way out of... We can't even get everyone on the surface to agree with each other. <laughs> I know. And we're going to try to get mice and everyone up there to agree with each other. <laughs> could we? Could we possibly set up something where we do like 
drop-offs for them, where someone leaves food or junk or something in a regular pickup place for them. And it's just- well, yeah, <laughs> honestly, we could probably just gather enough supplies for them in like five minutes <laughs> to last them their entire lives. Let's just give them that. <laughs> Or we could do sort of like the Salamander Man idea, some sort of marketing strategy to make mice cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we need to find Salamander Man and tell him to write a song about mice. Yeah. I love that you're just like, you're just image consultants. (laughs) (laughs) We got to work on your brand. (laughs) You know what your whole problem is? (laughs) (laughs) He kills salamanders, but he loves mice. Yeah. Yeah. See, the word mouse is just not sexy enough. <laughs> just need to rebrand you. Mm-hmm. Stream makeover, mouse edition. Yeah. <laughs> or extreme mouse society. Extreme mouse over. So we got a lot of things on the on the board. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys have a full, a vision board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we'll just throw a dart and see what sticks. <laughs> yeah. Should we roll a dice? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, so option one, steal the key card and get out of here. Mm -hmm. Maybe destroy the city. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Option two. That's always an option. Yeah. Are these weighted options or are they all equally (laughs) possible? No, in no particular order. (laughs) But number one, destroy the city. (laughs) Yeah. Get key card, destroy the city. Number two, uh... Ex- extreme mouse over. Yeah, rebranding. Option three, uh, just get them a bunch of supplies if they'll go for that in exchange for the card. Is that it? Let's just send out a memo. Oh, let's let's steal the Festival of Light mailing list. And we'll send a memo. <laughs> You're gonna hack their servers. Everyone's pretty hey, impressionable at the option Festival four. Of Light. There is an option four. We go with King's plan, build giant mech suits, and run amok in Vanguard. And and let them destroy stuff? Yeah, and we help so them destroy de- So destroy the other city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are we so tied to the Skywatchers and not the, these mouse people? We met both of them just this couple past days yeah. <laughs> you've been here for like 36 hours there was one thing i said when we entered this city that was we can't destroy the city <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the city has a, a long and fruitful history yeah. we now it. have two genocidal <laughs> options on our yeah, yeah but so does <laughs> well one of them's gotta go yeah. <laughs> one of the world's gotta go you're being prejudiced because how do you know that mouse kingdom doesn't have a long and fruitful history they probably have similar histories, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, I mean, let's throw another option. Destroy I'm, both cities? I'm Team Mouse. <laughs> Bomb. <laughs> okay. Option five. Ask him what's the least they'll take for a key card. <laughs> Say, we were uh, getting ahead of ourselves with this whole ambassador thing. <laughs> All we really want is that. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a better route. So these will be our backup options. Okay. King Nib Nib. Um, yes. We, we have come to you here with the idea of peace, but there is another reason that we've come to you. And, is there now? And oddly enough, it is that thing behind your throne. That big blue card that makes up the throne. He, he gets up at first and goes behind his throne and looks at the stained glass wall behind it. Like, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. The thing that makes up your throne, that, that big blue rectangle. And he, he walks back around and he looks at the throne. He's like, you wish to take my throne? That object has uh, much importance in the above world to us. It will help us stop some very evil men from doing some very evil things. I care not about the conflicts of above. This is a royal heirloom you are talking about. But what makes you think that it is anything but priceless? Uh, I agree that it's probably priceless. But what could I bring you that would make up for parting with such a priceless object? 
Is there anything you would take in exchange for this? Hmm. And he, he sits there and ponders for a second. Let's just take their whole city to the Valkyrie. Uh, push it push somewhere it. else. Yeah, let's take the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just pull a Patrick and suggest we take their city somewhere else. <laughs> All right, so so King King Nibnib has been sitting there and pondering a little bit. He's like, so I can think of two options for which I would be willing to pot with this heirloom in the. Royal law, taking this heirloom follows under royal conflict, and in royal conflict, you may fight a champion of my choosing, and if you win, I will give you the heirloom. The other option, which comes to me just because I think it would be hilarious and demeaning for Miles, (laughs) is that you must get him an audience with the above world and have them convinced that the mouse world is someone they should do business with. An idea that I find preposterous. So if you're able to do that, then I would King, part. King Nibnib, you and I are, let me just say, we're on the same wavelength here. I like you, man. You also want to humiliate Miles. Uh, sure, let's put it that way, yeah. I, <laughs> I, want, I want the Mouse Kingdom to perform at the Skywatcher Festival so everyone sees how amazing your society is. Hmm. That does seem like the venue that would get a lot of people to listen at one time. But I also like fighting, so I'm on board for both. Can we do both? (laughs) (laughs) You would do one out of the goodness of your heart and then just also to get my throne? I don't understand. (laughs) It's just the kind of person I am, King Nib-Nib. I feel like we do pretty well in a fight. My concern is that if we get Miles up there... He might actually convince them, and then this king just kind of wants to kill all the people, so that's That's not great. Fighting seems easier. (laughs) Violence is always the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seems easier to just kill a guy. (laughs) I do also like musical theater. You know, we would do plays on the pirate ship. You know that. That's very true. (laughs) Yeah. Aladdin. (laughs) Yeah. We could teach Miles. He could play Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could find a reverse invisibility spell. To make him big? Make Miles real big. Uh, that, I mean, it's probably just going to terrify everybody. But then we bring him on stage. <laughs> your enlarged spell makes him, what, three times oh. bigger? Two times bigger. Yeah, he'll be like <laughs> So a, he'd be nine inches. He'd be like a sewer rat. <laughs> yeah. People would go, ah, gross. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> I like yeah, the idea of bringing need... Miles up there, but it's very unclear what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And we just need to get this key card and yeah. get out of here. Okay. King Nib Nib, we... Yes! We came down here with the intention of peace, but it sounds like you have no intention of ma- matching that same peace if we were to ever... Create an audience between the mice and the above world. And Mm. so, we accept your conditions for a battle, a uh, royal conflict, to get this key card. Ah, ha, ha! Wonderful. I would hope you'd say that. I am in the mood for some instant gratification on the battlefield. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well... Are you prepared to fight my champion? Maybe. Yeah, Hit us so. with your best shot. Oh, oh, I will. Please follow me. And he uh, walks back. And he's like, I'm gonna Miles. go to my house. <laughs> I'm gonna go to my palace. <laughs> I'm gonna go to my palace. <laughs> So he says, Miles, I would like you to come along as well because I would love for you to be able to watch this. So uh, he uh, ushers you all back and you guys walk out. Um, There's like two little side doors on either side of the throne room and you walk out and down this hallway and you eventually come out into this like very large open area behind the palace. Um, 
and you're looking at the the ground and there are all these like scuff marks and rocks and it looks like there's already been like a small battle that's taken place there and this place is probably like like 10 feet wide or like 10 feet in diameter this big circle that exists behind the palace and it's kind of walled off from the rest of the city um and there's some lights in the uh, top of the cave that are shining down so it's like illuminated uh and he says now i would like you to meet my champion and um you guys hear like a a whirring of like gears and electronic motors and suddenly before you there's this very large mech suit um it's probably like three feet tall and you guys are like two inches and so it walks out it walks out and you see this like big strong rat in the uh like pilot seat of this thing he's like i would like you to meet the biggest and best mech in our arsenal here of which you have miles to thank. <laughs> and now you'll be able to do battle with it. I thought you said you hadn't weaponized them. I said that we had disagreements about weaponizing them. Uh, Look at it, Miles. Look what your creation has become. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miles, is there like an off switch? Yeah, yeah, we do have the mastermind, man. <laughs> He, he, like, he's standing next to you. He's like, there is the crystals. The crystals on the body. You must destroy them. And the king is like, God, seize him. Seize him before he says anything else. And they go and grab him. I was like, the crystals. The crystals are on the back and shoulders. You have to disarm him. <laughs> and they pull him away outside the battlefield. And the uh, the king turns around. He's like, well, boys, whenever you're ready. You said you hadn't been able to, like, get up to size I'm three feet tall when I'm not shrunken. This is me-sized. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's this all about reasonable. perspective now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and the king, like, like steps back into the corner, and he steps on this little blue platform, and he rises up above the battlefield, and um, he stands there, and uh, there's this little, like, microphone that he takes up from the platform he says all right sky watchers time for you to meet your doom ready and fight and he pushes his hands down in the uh the big mech suit like flexes in front of you and you hear all these whirrings and steam starts spraying off of it and it starts slowly walking towards you (laughs) 